I believe that we can look at her and say she found peace. Peace with God and the peace of God in her life. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. Hi, this is Jim Scudder, and as we approach Christmas, we're going to talk today about a central figure to the Christmas story. Yes, we're talking about Mary. Now, some people have gone a little too far, actually a lot too far, when they honor Mary, they actually begin to worship and pray to Mary. That's not biblical. But we should appreciate her. She was a woman that was highly favored, a woman that God chose to do something very unique. She wasn't conceived without sin, what's called the Immaculate Conception, but Jesus was. And so let's talk about Mary and and let's ask ourselves this question. Can we be highly favored by God like Mary, and I think we'll be really blessed as we study her a little bit and learn more about this woman who was a sinner, just like you and I, but certainly an amazing woman. And without Mary, we obviously don't have the Savior. So we need to put her in her proper place, a woman that we should thank and honor, not worship, not pray to, but certainly a wonderful woman. So let's do that today. Right before we go into today's message, I am thankful for Christmas because we can share the message of a Savior coming into the world, but we don't want to stop at just Jesus coming. We want to talk about why he came, and talk about the fact that he died for our sins and rose again. Here at In Grace, we do that with a program called In Grace Television. Now, you're listening to In Grace Radio or In Grace Podcast, but the television program is also fantastic. And tonight on TBN, TBN's the largest Christian network in the world, we're going to be featuring on In Grace Television a program called Jesus First Days. We're going to go to Israel. We're going to take you through the Christmas story at the actual places, and then we're going to cut into the beautiful Christmas pageant at the Quinton Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois. So you definitely don't want to miss that tonight on TBN. Now, if you do miss it, maybe you don't get TBN, maybe you're not going to be home tonight, no fear, because you can go to our YouTube channel or our Roku channel, search for In Grace, and there you'll be able to catch up on the first days of Jesus' life from Israel. I encourage you to tune in tonight on TBN or anytime on YouTube or Roku. I want to ask a question today. Can we be highly favored? I think all of us, if I were to ask you to raise your hand, which I won't, but just imagine for a moment, if I were to ask you this question, what would your answer be? How many of you would want to have God call you highly favored. I mean, I think that's all of us. Wouldn't all of us want to to be highly favored by God, the one that created us, the one that sustains us, the one that gives us breath, the one that keeps the sun rising and and setting, the one that uh, has done so much. Wouldn't we want him to approve of us? 
and be highly favored? Well, we find someone in Scripture that was highly favored, and that was Mary, the mother of Christ. We're going to talk about her a little bit today. There was a man once that got a Christmas card in the mail, and the Christmas card was this, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. And he looked at it, and he was so confused. He's like, what? This is the most cryptic Christmas cards I've ever gotten. He studied it, like for weeks and weeks, he studied this thing. Finally, he wrote back, he's like, I have no idea what this is, can you explain it to me? Well, the person that sent it to him wrote back months later, he wrote back a real simple reply, Noel. (laughs) What is Noel? Now, the other half of you got it, okay. If you look up the language, the French and eventually the English, the word Noel means a shout for joy. A shout for joy. And how many people in this world see the advent, the coming of the Christ, the promised one, the one that the world needs to be longing for, but many were longing for this coming Christ. How many of us can today shout for joy? Because we see a lot of problems around us. I was at a mall at Christmas time. By the way, that's a terrible place to be around Christmas time. But uh, there was a kiosk set up as, as they try to sell more things, and it was uh, something that I've, I've seen before. It was the Dead Sea Beauty products. Now, isn't it strange? I'm looking at Dead Sea Beauty products, and I'm not buying them for myself. I need them more. But I was thinking my wife would enjoy some of these Dead Sea Beauty products, but I, I don't think she needs beauty products. But I sure need them. But why, aren't, why don't men use the beauty products? The women who are naturally beautiful don't need them. But it's just a crazy world that we live in. Anyways, she was selling Dead Sea products, and they're really good. If you have like dry hands, use some of that stuff. It's all the stuff from the Dead Sea area, and incredible uh, accumulation of minerals and things there. And... Uh, I could tell she was Israeli. She kind of had the Hebrew accent. And I started talking to this lady just about life and about Israel and about the, the situation with the Palestinians. And she said, you know, I'm a pessimist. She says, I don't think we will ever be able to arrive at peace in Israel. And you know what? That's probably true. Without God, it is impossible. The whole world is clamoring for peace. Isn't that what every president has sought to achieve? Isn't that what the, you know, everyone in the world, we want to unite together in the name of peace, and we have calls for peace, but yet what do we see? If you turn on the news today, you're going to see a dictator in Asia want to uh, send a nuclear bomb our way. You have other uh, terrorists that are running people over and throwing acid on people, blowing up people. You have very violent protests in our, in our country all the time now. What is going on? We certainly don't see peace, do we? The more that people call for peace, the less that we see peace. And we live in this world that without knowing what God says, we really have no right to shout for joy. We have nothing to be joyous about because there isn't peace and we're seeking peace. Well, There is a woman that we find in the Bible, and although her life was not always peaceful, I believe that we can look at her and say she found peace, peace with God and 
the peace of God in her life. How do you find peace with God and how do you find the peace of God? Peace with God first is a realization that we are sinners, that we need a savior. Mary, a young virgin in Nazareth, had the peace with God because she was longing for the promised one. She had put her faith in the Lord God that one day there would come this anointed one, this promised one, the Messiah, that would save her and save her people. We do know that she found the Messiah, literally. And we're going to look at several things about her today. One, we find that she was highly favored. Look at Luke one twenty-eight. The angel came in unto her and said, by the way, wouldn't that be kind of a shock? The, you're, you're kind of alone and you're in your room and all of a sudden there's an angel in your room? Okay, so that would be the first like, okay, what's going on here? What, what did I eat for dinner? Uh, what's happening? Is this real? Is this a dream? Pinch yourself. No, nope, this is an angel. I'm in a room with an angel. And the angel's speaking to me. Hail, thou that art highly favored. Now, that's not just God likes you or that you're favored. This is, you are highly favored by Almighty God. Those must have been pretty amazing words to hear. This was a young woman. We don't know exactly her age. Often there would be, in the upper teen years, a young woman would be married. We don't know how old she was, but certainly she was no more than 20. She was a young lady. She was a virgin. She had never known a man. And the angel comes in and says, you are highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. You know, the, the women uh, in Israel, all Jewish women, were hoping that they would be the one. That they would be the one that God would choose to bring forth this promised one. But Mary was from an insignificant town. Nazareth was, no one had ever heard of it. You know, the only reason we know of it today is because of Mary and Joseph. And Jesus grew up there. But no one would have ever heard of Nazareth. No one would have ever heard of Bethlehem. These were two really teeny little hamlets. Uh, poor people lived there, working class people, scratching out a living. This was how Mary was raised. Really not a whole lot of hope. Remember the the power of the day was Rome. People were oppressed by Rome. Rome conquered the world, and they had to pay heavy tribute and have heavy military presence in your land, which you want to be sovereign. You want to control your own affairs, but there's a government that's controlling you and abusing you. She was poor. She was from a humble family. She probably had very few expectations of life to ever improve for her. And then all of a sudden she finds out that she's highly favored. So that tells me that to be highly favored, we don't need to be rich. We don't have to have a high education. We don't have to come from a, a family that has a high level in society. We don't have to accomplish anything amazing. We don't have to invent something. How can we be highly favored before God? Well, we, we need to be the way Mary was. Well, how was she? Well, I believe she was a humble woman, for sure. First of all, it takes humility to say, I'm a sinner, I can't save myself, right? 
That takes a lot of humility to say that. So we know that she was humble. We also see her in her humility, the way that she received the news. We also find her to be very trusting in God. So we see her faith and her humility. How can we be highly favored before God? It's not by our wealth, our education, our accomplishments. Humility, trust. It's so simple. Isn't that simple? Now, sometimes when we hear Mary was highly favored, we, we can always do this. We go to extremes in life, right? We overdo something or we underdo something. Mary has been overdone and underdone. Get ready to celebrate the holiday season within grace. This year, we have fantastic gifts to thank you for your support. With any gift amount, we'll send you 10 Christmas cards featuring original artwork on the front, inspiring Bible verses inside, and the gospel on the back. This will help you show Christ's love this holiday season. For gifts of $35 or more, it gets even better. You'll not only receive those beautiful Christmas cards, but also 10 authentic olive wood Christmas ornaments from Bethlehem, Israel. And for gifts of $100 or more, you'll also receive a stunning olive wood nativity scene from Bethlehem, a cherished piece that will grace your home for years to come. Are you ready for more excitement? A generous benefactor is doubling all gifts for the remainder of 2023. That's right, your donations will be doubled. So, make this holiday season truly magnificent within grace. Call us now at 800-78-GRACE. That's 800-78-GRACE or visit us at ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Become part of the InGrace family and celebrate the season of giving. Don't miss this special opportunity to take on the matching gift challenge and double your support. That's 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. Mary has been so highly esteemed that she's been thought of as, to get to God, I go through Mary. And there's also a teaching in a church, and I'm not here to bash churches, I'm just telling you, this is a doctrine that's out there, some of you have heard of it, that Mary was conceived immaculate, that she was born without sin. Well, we're gonna talk about that near the end, so that would be a reason to stay. How we know for sure she wasn't born immaculate, that she wasn't born without sin, but we either overesteem her and we start worshiping her, or we underesteem her and we don't give her the credit due. So today I hope that we can give Mary the credit due without overesteeming her. In Luke 1.32, what should be magnified in the story of Mary? It's not Mary. What should be magnified in my story? What should be magnified in your story? It's not you, it's not me. It is Jesus Christ, okay? Every time we see her, we see the magnification of Jesus, okay? He shall be great, Luke 1, 32. This is part of her song. We're gonna be looking a lot in Luke 1 and 2 because that's where we find out a lot about Mary. And in her song, as, as she was visiting her cousin Elizabeth, who had John the Baptist, so the, John the Baptist and Jesus grew up cousins. He shall be great. This is speaking of her son that she was carrying. And shall be called the son of the highest. Okay? The Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. So the proper view of Mary isn't to elevate Mary to the throne, 
But as Mary did, we elevate Jesus to the throne. As that's where he's at. We don't elevate him, but that's where he sits. Okay? So he should be magnified. And I believe that's what she would want. If you we were to talk to Mary, wouldn't that be kind of cool? Hey, Mary, come to Quentin Road and just share a few things with us today. I know what she would do. She would magnify Jesus. She would magnify Jesus. And then others failed to give her the esteem that she deserves. She was a highly favored woman. And in that song, and later on in Luke 148, it says that all generations shall call me blessed. That's her speaking, but that's under the inspiration of God. The song is that she brought us the Savior. So in one sense, we need to highly esteem her, but not worship her. Do you see the balance? Do you see where we need to be? She was, though, very highly favored, and, and I believe we can all achieve that by humility and by trust. Number two, Mary's favor was foretold or predicted in the Hebrew Scriptures years before she was born, and that's amazing to me. How can something be predicted like this years before you're born? That's how we know the Bible is true. Isaiah seven fourteen says that a virgin shall conceive. Now, some Jewish people will say that word virgin doesn't necessarily mean a woman that has never known a man, okay? But it means a young woman. And that word can mean young woman, but in our book, Evangelism Made Simple, if you look at the Jewish chapter, you'll find that there is a pretty concrete proof that this does mean a woman that has never known a man, a virgin, as we would know the word today. A virgin shall conceive. Now, to me, that is mind-blowing, okay? Next to the resurrection of Jesus, to me, this is one of the greatest proofs that this is Jesus is God, okay? Because how many of you, if your daughter comes home and, and announces that she's pregnant, but she's never known a man, how many of you would buy that story, okay? It's a horrible thing if that ever has to happen, Obviously, you still love and you still, that, that child is blessed, the child is not at fault, but it's just like, no, that can't be right. A virgin can't conceive. That's not conceivable, right? How can this happen? Well, the Bible predicts a virgin shall conceive. And it says, bear a son, okay? The virgin that conceived didn't bear a, a girl, but a boy, a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. So now we know one of the names of the Son of God is God with us. Isn't that a wonderful name, Emmanuel? We just had an Emmanuel preach in our pulpit. Emmanuel, I love that name. God with us. And then we look at Luke 1, and we look at verse 26 and 27. The angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph. A spouse is a betrothal period. It's kind of like our engagement, but a little more rigid, uh, more contractual, I guess. This is a very serious contract, and there was a time period so that you could prove faithfulness, that there wouldn't be a pregnancy within this espousal period. A pregnancy would indicate, one, you've had intercourse before marriage, which is against the Bible, or that there was unfaithfulness, you know, infidelity. This was almost like marriage, but of course they hadn't been married yet. So a virgin espoused to a man named Joseph of the house of David. By the way, it's interesting, both Mary and Joseph were of the house of David. That's significant. So she was humble and of a poor family, but she had royalty in her blood. She really was of 
royal heritage. It didn't mean anything to them at that time because the kings of Israel had been done away with, really. There was a puppet king named Herod, but the kings had been done away with. And it says, a virgin espoused, and the virgin's name was Mary. It's, the emphasis is on her virginity. Then Mary said unto the angel, verse 34, how shall this be? I mean, this blew her away. She's going to conceive. She's going to bear a son. How can this be? Why? Because I have not known a man. Okay, this is one of the most amazing miracles that have ever happened. The angel answered and kind of explained it to her. The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. The power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Now again, she's in a room. There's an angel. She's blown away by this. Now she's highly favored. And now she's said, you're going to have a child without a man. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And this is God. Okay? I had a privilege of of talking about the Lord to uh, several people this week. And one young man uh, that I was talking to said, you know, I don't think Jesus was God. I think he was a good person. He said, did the Bible ever say that he was God? I'm like, all over the Bible, it said Jesus was God. He claimed divinity. He said, I and the Father are one. Here, it's predicted that this is the Son of God. So there's no doubt about that. There's no doubt about that, that Jesus claimed to be God. And if he wasn't God, then he's a lunatic or a liar. He has to be God, okay? If he's not God, don't call him a good person, okay? But he is God because he rose again. Anyways, look at the next one. Mary had great faith, and this is incredible how she responds and just accepts the news. All of us would be just thinking, how is this possible? How is this possible? How is this possible? I can't accept this. This doesn't make sense, humanly speaking. Here's Mary, okay? That's probably how we would have been but this is why she was highly favored. Look at her faith in verse 38. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. Man, just okay. Accept it. If God says it, why can't we just accept it? That's how you can be highly favored. And the angel departed from her. The next thing, Mary praised greatly. I think if you want to be highly favored, here's what you need to do every day, at least with your heart and maybe your mouth, is praise God. You know what I, I can't stand? And, and I know that life is difficult, and I know sometimes we're going to need to talk through things of why, why is this happening or why did this happen? But ultimately, what I'd love to see in your life as your pastor, I'd like to see your life, a life of praise, a life of just yeah, things are hard, but God is good and he's done so much for me. I don't deserve all the good things he's done for me. And I hope like Mary, we could be people that praise the Lord, give him glory, give him honor. And Mary wasn't perfect. She needed a savior, but she was a woman of great faith. She was a woman that was favored and that favor was predicted and a woman that God just used. And she was just a humble servant of God, a very young woman as well. And tomorrow we're gonna to talk about more qualities that we find in this wonderful woman, Mary. And so as we approach Christmas, let's not forget 
to make sure that Jesus should be at the center of all of these things. We have a set of Christmas cards that we've developed here at In Grace. We have five different cards. We're going to send 10 to you, and they all feature an aspect of the Christmas story. They're very beautiful, their original artwork, and they have the gospel. When you give a gift of any amount, we're going to send you 10 Christmas cards as a thank you. If your gift is $35 or more, we're also going to include 10 olive wood Christmas ornaments from Bethlehem. If your gift is $100 or more, we're going to send you not only the cards and the ornaments, we're also going to send you a beautiful olive wood nativity from Bethlehem. So contact us today, 1-800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. And don't forget, your gift will be matched. It'll be doubled right now. Don't miss your chance to be a part of Ingrace's matching gift challenge. A generous benefactor is doubling all gifts for the remainder of 2023. For any gift amount, we'll send you 10 Christmas cards with original artwork as a thank you. For $35 or more, you'll also receive 10 authentic olive wood Christmas ornaments. And for gifts of $100 or more, we have a stunning olive wood nativity scene just for you. Be a part of our matching gift challenge. Double your generosity and pay it forward. Call 800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com. Thank you for joining us on Ingrace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr. Ingrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.